is Robin from Dating After 50 with Robin and Julie. On this episode, we're going to talk to Laurel O'Sullivan from LaurelO'SullivanCoaching.com. And Laurel has a special talent. She looks at astrology and uses that to help women navigate midlife, especially second chances in love. So sit back, grab your glass of wine or your martini or your cup of tea and listen and enjoy the podcast. All right, welcome to Dating After 50 with Robin and Julie. And tonight we have a special treat for you. We have the woman's coach, Laurel O'Sullivan, and this is an amazing evening for us. So Laurel believes that second chances are a gift from the universe and an opportunity to hit the reset button in our life to redefine our truth and our purpose and to own our power. She also uses astrology, which is my favorite topic these days, to discover stories and to how to help women navigate to real and lasting relationships. And before the show, Laurel was provided with Julie's charts. So she's going to help us learn a little bit about how Julie can navigate her relationship life. And I first want to ask you, Laurel, and welcome you to the show, but I want to ask you, what is the most rewarding part about using astrology in your coaching? Well, thanks for having me here. That's a great question. I, the thing that drew me to astrology and why I find it rewarding is two things. One, you know, I had gone through all kinds of self-help tools, all kinds of introspection and therapy and um, astrology was truly what I found to be the most compassionate tool available to me. And what I mean by that is that there's no judgment with it. So even if you're sitting across from the best therapist, let's face it, we can sometimes be hard on ourselves or interpret things the wrong way. But when you look at a birth chart, there's no judgment. And it's like, what I say to people is it's like looking at the most compassionate mirror possible and having yourself reflected back to you. And in my opinion, that's super powerful. Definitely. And so women after, you know, we're in our fifties, we've been married before Julie and I both been married and divorced and, you know, it's time for us to have a second chance. So you got a chance to look at Julie's chart. And so what can you tell us right off the bat for Julie? (laughs) Oh, there's, there's a lot. I mean, you're, you're going to have to hold me back because I love to dive into people's, you know, it's really diving into people's story. And I really consider it to be a very um, sacred thing to do. So thank you for giving me permission, Julie, to do this. Oh, of um, course. Thank you for giving me the opportunity. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling very lucky and blessed right now. Have you had your a reading done? Let me start with that. Have you had uh, in, in, of this type? No, I have not. Okay. So, uh, so this is a whole new experience for me. Okay, great. Well, and I really like to educate along the way. So I might be a little long winded, but I'll try to be to the point when I look. So when I look at your chart, Julie, there were um, several key things that I looked at. I looked at your moon. Mm -hmm. So your moon is your, your emotional security. And it's also the, the most important quality that I believe for all of us to be successful in love is our ability to receive. And so the moon shows us our receptive state our ability to receive from others. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's the first planet that I looked at for you. The second one that I always look at is Venus. Venus is the planet of love. 
But it's not just like romantic love and love for others, but it's also love for ourselves, mm-hmm. And it also shows us the things that we value. And, um, and then the, yeah, so I will, I will, I think for today we'll focus on those two, but I'm sure there's a couple other things that are going to come up because you are Capricorn. Yes. Capricorn has been where all of the energy has been at in astrology. So we'll talk about that as well. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So where do you want to start first? Do you want to talk to her about her moon? Yeah. Let's talk about your moon because I love your moon because I have an Aquarius moon too. Oh. So so your moon is in Aquarius and Aquarius is an air sign. So what that means is air is one of the four types of energy Mm -hmm. that we find in a chart. We have water, air, fire, and earth. And so that means you are very driven it's really important for you in any type of relationship to have good communication. Now, I know we say that about everybody, but it's particularly true if your moon is in an air sign. Mm-hmm. Having the ability to communicate with someone is important. And so particularly if we're talking about in a romantic context, that um, having somebody who has a quality of friendship mm-hmm. would be very important. Um, And somebody who, Aquarians are able to hold like the biggest picture of possible. And they're very humanitarian um, and have a very sort of, um, sort of positive view of the world. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to ask you this question instead of stating it as a fact, (laughs) but (laughs) um, I imagine it would be hard for you to be with somebody who is um, critical or pessimistic in nature. Very difficult. Yes. Um, it was probably one of the biggest um, challenges in my marriage and one that I couldn't overcome, regardless of how much therapy we did individually or together as a couple or personal growth work we were doing. That was like a key component of the breakdown because I, it was just being with someone extremely pessimistic and very critical was just something that felt insurmountable to me to overcome. It was just two different outlooks of ways of looking at the world and couldn't come to any sort of a mutual understanding that way. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can, I can relate to that as well. Having been married to somebody who was also (laughs) (laughs) optimistic. Um, Yeah. So, so I, I hear you on that. Um, And the other thing to know or the other thing I know to be true, since I can say this as an Aquarius moon, is that we really value um, a sense of adventure and trying new things. But there's also this really underlying desire for seeing the meaning behind things, like the deep, the deeper meaning. Um, so for you, I would imagine that finding a partner who's very perceptive, like you're not going to want or settle for somebody who's kind of shallow or superficial. No, no, no. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I have I have no attraction to that, the shallow. I want someone that can take a deep dive with me. So how does that play out since you and Robin obviously talk every week about your dating adventures? How I would think, because it's been a while since, it's been probably 10 years since I was on, you know, back then <laughs> I think the dating apps were like, go fish and I don't remember what else. Um, <laughs> <Go fish. but laughs> 
<laughs> Plenty of fish. Plenty of fish. Like I, I, I mean, I only had so much patience for it at the time. Yeah. Like, how, how do you deal with that? How? What's like your filter? How do you deal for, with finding? On, in this world of technology and dating apps? It's definitely a challenge because there's a lot of people that, um, you know, you match up based on, on photos or a few minor little words or details about their life. And then when you start to kind of open up and, and reveal yourself and, and, and want to get to know them, if they can't get beyond like the small talk and just the superficial BS to get more vulnerable with me, I, yeah, I just lose interest. I mean, great photos, hot body, all that can only hold my interest for so long, right? And I want someone that is willing to open up, um, yeah. you know, gradually and in stages, of course. I don't expect someone's deepest, darkest secrets uh, on the first date, but <laughs> if they don't show me in some way that they're capable of that, I quickly lose interest and move on. Yeah. It, it's a deal breaker. And the thing is, as an air sign moon, so Robin, your, your moon is Leo. So that's like a fire sign. Mm -hmm. So that kind of likes excitement and it's, it's just got a very different vibe and energy to it. You know, it's like, it's probably a little more overtly flirtatious. It's not that us air signs don't flirt, but we do it more with like our intellect. And I, um, yeah. And, and so like, I would imagine too, Julie, that like a sense of adventure is a, or try, openness to trying new things. Yeah. Uh, would also oh, for be. sure. I mean, Robin's heard me say this probably ad nauseum, you know, just somebody that's open to yeah, adventure, new things, open-mindedness, just a willingness to shake it up a little bit and consider alternatives. Um, very important to me. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And I will say, so now I'll, I'll, so that's kind of like the energy of your, of your moon sign generally. And the, the last thing about Aquarians that, that I think is pretty cool, but maybe can be challenging for men or maybe not is there is we're very independent minded. And so, um, yeah. yeah. And, and so we value our freedom and, and there's also what I think to be a bit of a superpower, but I think we need to be careful about it. And you can tell me whether you've experienced this or not. It's a, there's this tendency that we, we have a awareness of our feelings, but we're not often in them. Like we, we can be a little bit detached and um, objective about them. Does that mm -hmm. resonate? Yes. Sometimes I feel like I can almost observe myself from a distance, so to speak. Right. And I'm not feeling that I'm in it, but I can see myself in it. It's, it's hard to explain a little yeah. bit, but yeah, yeah that, that does make sense. And it does resonate with me for sure. And so actually I think, so whereas I was just saying that finding somebody like not being able to tolerate superficiality in the online dating world might be challenging. I actually think of this aspect as like a superpower because when I was doing the online dating back in 2011 or 2010, whatever that was, um, I looked at it like very objectively, kind of like research. Like I was just kind of going out and meeting people and I had an ability to just kind of say, okay, I'm meeting people. And, you know, and my circum, you know, I, I did that for about a year or so. So I was, I met my now husband after that. So I'm just curious if, 
how you, if that resonates or if that's a superpower that you, how you apply that in the dating world? I think I'm getting to that. I wouldn't say that I've been kind of going at it with that mindset or with that superpower, um, at least not consciously, now that you're kind of relating it and sharing your experience. I'm not seeing that for myself, but I feel myself going in that direction. Okay. Um, kind of looking at it as kind of a research project or just back finding <laughs> mission kind of, yeah. Well, and you know, we're complex people. So it's, our moon is one part of it. And then we have to look at, you know, our, our sun and our rising sign and all that good stuff. But sure. um, so, so if it's okay with you, Robin, let's look at where, um, where your moon is and a little bit about what that what that means and how your moon is how your moon is communicating with the rest of your chart yeah let's do it okay um, <laughs> so your moon is in the second house and the second house so the houses all tell us an area of life and the second house is about our resources so both our material resources money sometimes people call it the money house but I actually see it as like more than that because it's our talent. So it's also like how we support ourselves outside of our money. And it also is how we, what we value in life. So it's to some degree, it's also our self-worth. So, so having your moon there is actually an interesting position. Um, and it's not a, not that I like to use good or bad. It's actually not a bad position because um, on the one hand, it, it makes material security, I would imagine, is important to you in your life, like very important to your emotional security, that the two kind of go hand in hand. Yep, Does that resonate? <laughs> <laughs> Julie's nodding. <laughs> okay, you're in agreement with that. Um, so... And then, then the other thing is that, um, so having it there, um, so not only does it affect your um, emotional security, but then it's your, um, like your, your self-worth or your sense of security about yourself is also kind of, as I said, intertwined with your emotional security. And you have like really lovely things going on with your moon. Um, so, um, you're, you, um, you know, we, we can use this as a jumping off point, I guess, to talk about kind of your experiences with dating, but you have your moon and Mercury talking to each other and Mercury is the communication planet. So it's how we communicate. So I would imagine for you with dating, like it's not a problem for you to get conversation going or you're not shy that you generally that is not an issue or a challenge you're very outgoing and people are engaged with you mm -hmm. so how yeah. do you um yeah and so and then also that you're also very having a like a, a good ability like to almost kind of wear your heart on your sleeve like that you can show your vulnerability to your friends and to people close to you which when I saw that, I was thinking, you know, it's definitely a strength, but I could imagine that that's also could be like, if you get burned a little bit in dating, how do you, how do you deal with that? Like, have, have you found ways to kind of use that as a strength, but also to protect yourself or how do you 
Um, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely wear my heart on my sleeve for sure. Um, I wouldn't, I mean, in terms of being burned because of that, um, I don't know. That seems to be something that people kind of are attracted to me around that. Um, and, and it's kind of a, a factor that if somebody is turned off by that or if they're not willing to be with me in that, um, it, it seems to drive them away. Um, you know, maybe sometimes it's too much. I think sometimes I can be maybe too emotional too soon with mm. people. Um, and it can be maybe a turnoff or, um, but for me, it's, I almost don't know a way to protect myself that way. So that, so actually that, that makes sense. So you don't, you don't view it as a vulnerability. It sounds like you're pretty, you're pretty, it's a source of sort of confidence for you or. Yeah. yeah. I worked really hard in my growth work to not only, because I grew up in a family that was, you, you were only allowed to be happy. And if you weren't happy, you had to go away and, and figure yourself out and rejoin the family when you were happy again. Mm -hmm. um, so my growth work revolved, a lot of it was identifying my emotions and what I was feeling and then being able to express it. So it is a sense of pride and accomplishment to, 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 feel my feelings and yeah. to be able to identify them. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, I guess I feel very feminine in that as well um, in a lot of ways. And I feel like the people that are attracted to me for that reason are people that I would want to be with. That's great. And, and so what you just said now is you're reminding me that you, you, like I said, you have many, um, many strengths associated with your, with your moon. And the other is that your moon is, um, making what we call a, um, sextile with your ascendant and the ascendant is you. So what that really means is that you have a very strong inner compass around using your emotions as a gut, as a gut check. Mm -hmm. Like you're very comfortable yeah. relying upon that as an indicator which um, when I saw that, I was like, wow, that is, that is definitely a superpower um, that, and, and, and as a result, you do, you come across as very authentic. Hmm. So right. dang it, why are you not hooked uh, <laughs> <laughs> up? <laughs> it's actually in my profile that I, I'm authentic, you know, because I, I don't know, I just kind of bring myself to the dates and you know, I try to be fun and flirty and all that, but at the end of the day, I just want to be myself. Yeah. Whatever that that's is. I like, um, Julie, that's why I think we're, you know, connected because we both value that and Laurel does too. So it's. Yeah. I saw that in you immediately, you know, Robin, and that I'm attracted to people like that. That's who I want to be with and be around. Yeah. I don't know any other way to be. Really. You're right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> but then, you know, the good news is like, you know, when you meet somebody that, you know, you resonate with, you know, you know, you're being you. And if they don't like it, then, you know, adios. <laughs> you know, it's right, good. right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. 
but even if you know you're being you, let's face it, like, maybe I was projecting earlier there, Julie, like we all have these, uh, <laughs> our own experiences of like, you know, abandonment or people leaving us for being who we are. And so, you know, I feel like, you know, we can be the most, um, you know, self-aware, empowered women, and it still takes an act of vulnerability, I feel like, to put ourselves yeah. out there sure. like you two yeah. you know, are doing, so. And no one really likes rejection. I mean, it's <laughs> not... oh, I dig it. <laughs> <laughs> right, I look for moments to be rejected every day. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, yeah, sometimes it stings if you're, you know, into someone and you're enjoying their company and projecting something that could be a nice thing in the future and then they don't reciprocate yeah that can it that hurts yeah um, yeah are there specific things laurel that you can see in a chart that helps um women navigate after 50 like can you see if they're you know if they're uh more likely to find love and what that might look like and love that question yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> our, like our wisdom and our experience and just our self-awareness and well yeah. and you know as I was saying at the beginning so 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 yes but I mean I it, I'll bring it back to sort of what I call a truism of astrology is the reason I think it's powerful both to know our birth chart which shows the plant the position of the planets when we are born but then more a component of that, which gets to answering your question, Robin, is what's happening right now with the transits? Where are our opportunities? Um, so the transiting planets are the planets that are moving about us overhead, you know, as we speak, and they have a, uh, an intersection with your birth chart. And so this is where astrology can get highly personalized. But what I would say to that is there's always opportunities. I mean, this is, this is why I love using astrologies because we're always all being given opportunities, you know, and that, you know, so the second chance thing for sure applies with, um, with astrology and with Capricorn. So Capricorn since 2018, basically you've been building a whole brand new you. And at the end of this year, it's like, poof, you're going to be kind of given this brand new you. And I know from talking to Robin, so you guys are also friends because you're both Capricorn risings. And Julie, you're a double Capricorn. Oh. Capricorn <laughs> so you've got a lot of Capricorn going on. And, All about it, yeah. And that makes you very resilient and goals-driven and goal-oriented. And so, you know, I... You know, I don't know you, Julie, we've never met, but just having looked at your chart, I'm like, well, I kind of think you can go after whatever it is that you want um, because you have your son in the first house, which is like, you're going to require a strong partner. Whoever that yeah. person is, they got to be able to rise up and match your, your level. Oh yeah. And you're not going to settle. I mean, nope. maybe as a youth you settled, but yep. <laughs> not today. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> Whoever. Like she's been listening to all of our conversations, Robin. <laughs> Not gonna settle. I need it's just, yeah. 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 I think that like, you know, Laurel probably can attest with astrology is that like, you know, when you get to your Saturn return, when you get a little older, like you know yourself, you know, you better know yourself. 
So, yeah, you know, and attracting a partner. And I love, and I want to go back to, I love hearing that, you know, there's always opportunities, you know, so it makes me feel hopeful that like, there isn't one like, oh, if you miss this boat in astrology, if you miss that <laughs> transit, if you miss that opening, like another bus is coming. So, you know, it's not, it's, it's nice to know that like, it's just not over after like one, one shot, you know? Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, never. And I, I, yeah, I mean, I just think I thought this way before, but I for sure feel this way now that life is just a constant unfolding of opportunities for us. Um, and you know, it's all up to us, whether we want to take those on and certainly love and dating is, you know, is, is one of those opportunities. But, um, do we want to talk about Julie's Venus? Absolutely. Cause it's- I'd love to. <laughs> <laughs> okay so your venus is, is very interesting it is in the 12th house so the 12th house is things that are a bit hidden or out of our control oh. um but when we can master the things in the 12th house we will have emotional liberation okay So you have two planets in the 12th house. One is Venus and the other is Mercury. And and so they are right next to each other, which again, I think speaks to all the things we've been talking about, which is that you you have very strong communication skills when it comes to matters of the heart and love and things that value or that you value. But having it in the 12th house, and you can tell me, because I, again, we haven't met. I, I, obviously, I think I know you that you're divorced, have been divorced. Yeah. Um, but it can feel sometimes like, does it sometimes feel maybe that love is out of your control? That might be a big dub based on the podcast, but I don't know. It does. Yeah. And and your Venus is in the sign of Sagittarius. So that's very, it's interesting because... Although Sagittarius is a fire sign, it has a lot of things in common with your moon sign because they're both very freedom loving. So we have this theme of wanting freedom, very adventure seeking. Sagittarians are very adventure seeking. Um, And they're very turned off by anything that would be considered to be remotely sketchy or of sort of like low quality. Like they have a very sort of like high barometer. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Very true. I can, I can relate to that for sure. Uh, and so like, yeah, zero tolerance for drama as well. Would oh, yeah. Yeah. So that all resonates. Low, low vibration and, and no shadiness. No shady. <laughs> Unless it's Slim Shady and it's Eminem song. That's it. <laughs> So, so when it, so now I have something to say to you that's kind of going to be like, uh, so when we have planets in the 12th house, regardless of whether it's the planet of love or communication or, you know, could be our sun, um, they are things that sometimes feel out of our control. And so the, the best advice that I give to my clients when I see this is like, you literally kind of have to surrender this or let go of the outcome. So I'm wondering how that resonates or what advice you can give, because I'm guessing you've had a lot of experience with that in the dating world. 
it, it, it's, it's, it's a, it, it, just hearing you say it, it just, it, it feel, I want to say it feels confronting, but it feels hard. Like that is my edge is that surrendering and letting go. It does feel very out of my control and that I need to be, I almost read that as I have to be passive or I have to be just receptive to things and not go after things, which is not in my name. I mean, that's going against my whatever other Capricorn, Capricorn, right. Goal, mastery, test driven, you know, all of that. Um, and I think just meeting Robin and just kind of t having deeper conversations about this and just kind of the, that there's a plan in place and it's going to happen. And she said something to me, like if, when you meet someone, no matter what you do, if he's your beloved, you can't mess it up. Right. And I've really taken that to heart. And I, I, I ruminate on that all the time. And if, and if he isn't, there's nothing you can do to make it happen. Right. Right. You can't force something to work that's not going to work. That's not meant to be. No. Um, so that's a tough one for me. This is a very challenging um, way to kind of orient myself around dating uh, and just kind of being in that position of passivity and reception and not going after it. Mm -hmm. So as a coach, Laurel, what would you, like, what kind of, um, I don't know, strategies? Because, you know, Kathy's like strategies. The <laughs> <laughs> <a> plan <laughs> with action steps. Yeah. Even well, if it's not action steps. Right. So I, I think you were actually just saying, starting to kind of lean into it, Julie. I mean, I always believe that we all have the answers within ourselves, but it is truly... Capricorn is actually a feminine sign, even though it's like, so we have feminine and masculine signs in the zodiac. And Cap Capricorn is a feminine, even though it's a very goal driven, yeah, yeah. the mountain goat, resilient, yeah, strong. Yeah. Um, and Sagittarius, which is Venus, is, is, a, is more of a masculine sign. But I would say it is this idea of like, I mean, you have so many, um, sometimes when I look at a chart, you know, the moon, like my moon has mostly all challenges and like one positive thing going and yours has so many, um, so much positive energy going into it that I think, you know, and maybe it's easy for me to say this not being in your shoes, but this idea of like, just really leaning into being secure with who you are and the gifts that you have to bring. And I, I know, I think I know this from Robin, but like, I also just felt this energy from your chart that you have a lot of girlfriends and community and support in your life, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, and it's really feeling the, and you were, I think, saying this, you know, just in terms of your relationship with Robin, but, you know, we can get love from many places in our life. I mean, obviously we all desire that romantic love. Um, but I think the more as women that we can um, feel that there isn't just one place to get love, but love is all around us. And of course, the first place is that we have to give love to ourselves, right? Yep. Because then the rest is gravy and people are attracted to that. And I know, you know, having been friends with Robin for a while that, you know, the more we do all of that work on ourselves and loving ourselves that 
people, but can't help but be attracted. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I've been finding just, you know, just, you know, in my own personal growth, it's like the more confident I am in myself, the less I need that affirmation from other mm -hmm. men. Yeah. You know, the more I'm like, take it or leave it. Hope you take it. But <laughs> <laughs> Don't. I, I'm pretty sure I know I'm going to survive it because I have before. So yeah. 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 And I, yeah. I mean, it's almost like we could have a whole nother podcast on this, but there's almost just a whole spiritual thing about it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's like, you know, to attract that romantic love begins with like loving the essence of who we are and you know it can get it can get really deep but but I do want but I do want to give you some some optimism because I do think that there's a couple of opportunities coming up for for Capricorns in particular do it, do it. <laughs> <laughs> so um the first thing I'll say is like right now as we're talking on this podcast there's this interesting kind of preview we're being given um, of the energy of 2021 to 23. So right now, what I would say to you, Julie and Robin, since you're both Capricorns, is um, all of, and for, for all of us in a sense, but particular for you guys, this is an opportunity to kind of slow down and take steps to make changes um, and improvements to your daily um, uh, discipline and structure and life and your health routines um, because uh, we have this planet. So Saturn, which is kind of the taskmaster of the Zodiac has been in your guys's planet for <laughs> si since 2018. So wow. he's been there kind of trying to build the, you know, building the new you. So it's like, you guys have been really d doing a lot of work on developing your own inner authority, which talk about a kick-ass, you know, tool for going out into the dating world and building your confidence. And at the end of this year, you'll be rewarded for that because um, this year everybody's getting rewarded where Saturn is in their chart. But right now for these three months, it moved out of your first house. So it's like you guys are kind of being given this break um, and this, this opportunity to kind of like slow down and, you know, regroup. And I know just talking to Robin, just, I mean, obviously we all are being, in a sense, forced to do yeah, that. But I kind of look at it like as affirmation from the universe a little bit, um, that, that we have this opportunity to kind of like slow down and really like kind of take care of ourselves and nurture ourselves yeah. in a way. Um, yeah. But on June 21st, there's going to be a solar eclipse. Um, um, and it's the last one in, so the, so, so the other reason that Capricorn, you guys have been the, focus of energy is because the eclipses for the last 18 months have been in Capricorn and Cancer. So eclipses are opportunities to kind of like um, st start over again. Those are second chances. And so Cancer and Capricorn have been the signs of second chances for the last 18 months. And the last one is going to happen June 21st. And that for both of you, that's going to be in your seventh house oh. of marriage and partnerships. So... <laughs> This could be an opportunity <laughs> for, me, Julie. <laughs> <laughs> for a new beginning. Um, and it could be a business partnership. So, you know, we'll just put that to the side. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> 
but it's a, so so that's your ultimate second chance eclipses are the ultimate second chance oh, and you both yeah. are on the last one in your sign you're being given this this opportunity um and that that opportunity or energy kind of extends for six months um oh, on wow. both sides of that so it could be happening leading up to the eclipse it could be happening after it um and of course cancer is a lovely sign of you know just nurturance and um so I think that's a really nice. Yeah. Is there anything that we could do in from now till then to, you know, like, I don't know, really take advantage of it? Well, I think it goes along what we were saying, which is really like taking inventory of just kind of like how, you know, sort of all of our own assets, how delicious and yummy we all are as women, you know, and what, what it is that makes yeah. us uniquely, <laughs> uniquely vibrant and attractive. And just really, I think, dwelling in that space of, of self-love because that, that's really the thing that attracts, you know, the energy to us that we're looking for is when we're, we're loving ourselves, so. This is great. Is there anything you wanna ask Laurel, Julie? Um, not, no, she's been so thorough and gosh, I feel like I've gotten a lot of great just advice, but just, a, you know, just good, solid information about my signs and where I'm at and very affirming as well to hear things that I already kind of knew about myself, but just to have it told to me by another person just felt really good. Um, but no, I, I don't have anything specific. Um, <laughs> it's been great. This has been really, really wonderful. Thank you so much for being here on our podcast. And we'll probably have you back because we really do want to work with that, you know, spiritual energy too and, and go deep for those people that want to go deep. And so <clears throat> thank you for, for being here and being present and doing this for Julie. So if you are interested in getting coaching with Laurel O'Sullivan, you can go to her website, laurelosullivancoaching.com, and I'll have it in the body of our podcast. And grab your second chance, or third, or fourth, and Laurel can <laughs> navigate that, not only with her fabulous skills, but also her knowledge of, of astrology. And, you know, just, she's a lovely person, obviously positive, go get it. You know, it's been great, and uh, I'm happy to know you and happy to have you. Oh, thanks, Robin. It's been fun to be here. All right. Oh, thank you so much, Laurel. It was wonderful. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to Dating After 50 with Robin and Julie. If you enjoyed the show and you would like to know more about Laurel O'Sullivan, you can find her at laurelosullivancoaching.com or on Facebook and Instagram.